This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to One Nation Radio. No need for um, introductions. You know who I am. You know who Rich is. We know why you are here. Uh, you know why we have decided to put this show on right before Rampage in the middle of SmackDown on a Friday night. We are here to uh, officially pack up Vince Man forever, forever, forever. Um, Rich, uh, how would you like to start the festivities? Oh my God. Um, I have been waiting for this day for so long. I didn't know we'd actually ever get to celebrate this. I always thought he'd die in the chair as I'll get to uh, later, but it is time to open the pack. This is breaking news audio, uh, for One Nation Radio, giving you guys the extras, giving you guys some, something new, uh, you know, before everybody else gets all their takes out. No, you say you heard One Nation Radio first. We let it, we let you know, <laughs> but. James, I, I just been seeing these people and these these conflicting emotions on the timeline. But I guess we should probably start with uh, the actual kind of statement. So Vince McMahon uh, earlier, just with an innocuous kind of tweet, sends out a tweet. Basically, um, I'm, uh, it's time to go. Uh, I'm trying to locate the tweet uh, right now. He said uh, one second. He said, at 77, time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then, now, forever, together. Hashtag WWE. Hashtag thankful. Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan have been officially named as co-CEOs of WWE immediately. Um, Triple H, earlier in the day, uh, rejoined WWE. He is head of talent relations. Um they basically uh from there we saw Tony Khan send a tweet out that has people butthurt. Uh TK called himself you know, it's told him, he said he was grateful to be the longest tenured CEO in pro wrestling and dropped the rampage tonight. Yes. Um the official like WWE statement behind this um was um, our global audience can take comfort in knowing WWE will continue to entertain you with the same fervor, dedication, and passion as always, McMahon continued. I'm extremely confident in the continued success of WWE, and I leave our company in the capable hands of an extraordinary group of superstars, employees, and executives, in particular, both chairwoman and co-CEO Stephanie McMahon and co-CEO Nick Khan. As the majority shareholder, I will continue to support WWE in any way I can. My personal thanks to our community and business partners, shareholders, and board of directors for their guidance and support through the years, then, now, forever together. Um, And his original first thing was, as I approach 77 years old, I feel it's time for me to retire as the chairman and CEO of WWE. McMahon said in a statement released by the company, Throughout the years, it's been a privilege to help WWE bring you joy, inspire you, thrill you, surprise you, 
and always entertain you. I would like to thank my family for mightily contributing to our success. And I would also like to thank all of our past and present superstars and employees for their dedication and passion for our brand. Most importantly, I would like to thank our fans for allowing us into your homes every week and being your choice of entertainment. I hold the deepest appreciation and admiration for our generations of fans all over the world who have liked, currently like, and sometimes even love our form of sports entertainment. Boy, fucking boy. I'm, I'm confused. I thought it was a universe. I thought, what about, what? what is this fans talk? I thought it was a, uni- a universe. No? Yeah, I, I've never been called uh, um, a fan before. I thought it was just a, a universe here. Yeah, um, yeah man. Uh, what, what's your re- initial reaction to all this, James? Oh, you want my initial reaction? <laughs> nah. Pull nah, it up. Nah, nah. Pull it up. Mm-mm. Let's go. Man, um I'm I'm going to say something about Vince McMahon. Uh he is clearly uh the most popular or sorry, the most successful promoter booker blah 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 yeah 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 get that shit let's, fuck let's out get of here. out in, in the forefront that, that, that goes without saying moving on from there the last five six seven i don't know how many years it's been he's been fucking awful he should not have had this job he's been unfit to have it he, he was getting packed up by his own son-in-law and then he sent his son-in-law out there to get fucking murdered by putting him in a fucking shoebox with bad lighting for 400 people in there to then go compete against Chris fucking Jericho, Kenny Omega, Cody, who's now their fucking second biggest star in the company, right? <laughs> and then what took all of this to happen was all of the things, some of the terrible things he's done over decades of time to come back to like for people to say, oh yeah, this dude kind of does fucking suck. He needs to get the fuck out of here. He and he's been bad at his job that we've been that he's been that he cares most about in this whole thing. Him being a promoter, or whatever else. Whatever. His booking has been dog shit for years now. Years. Awful. When was Awful. the last time he was an elite per, uh booker? <sighs> the last time Vince McMahon was an elite booker was probably 2014. At least at minimum. Like, I think the free fall started in 2017. But the like, as far as like, yo, he's like, they're on top of their game. Like 2014, I would say. I, I, I mean, it's somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think um, his last overall was probably 2016 when he was letting his wrestlers wrestle. And then amazing. he was like, oh, no, we can't do that because then, our, then the guys we really want to push can't, can't hold it to that standard. The only one we really got right now is Roman Reigns that can wrestle that standard. Can't possibly do that. We can't possibly be asked why we pay Brock Lesnar however how many six or six digits or uh or six figures per match to go out there and wrestle his ass off. Nah, 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 nah. He seven minutes and he you know he'll he'll be Kofi Kingston or whatever else. Amazing. So I'm just gonna save uh, James. Vince McMahon was an important figure in pro wrestling. Now it's time to pack this old bitch up. If Vince McMahon didn't run wrestling in America, someone else would have done it. Yep. It would exist in a different form if Vince never came along. These wrestlers would have been wrestlers. There are individual moments you wouldn't have had, sure, but it would come in a different form and you'd still like pro wrestling. Unless you don't like pro wrestling and you only like Vince McMahon and his vision of what this sport is. The death of Bowen Hart is on his hands. He's responsible for racist programming, sexist programming, and booking so bad it created PTSD for fans when they watch other promotions. He's completely overrated as a star creator. He hasn't been known or he hasn't known how to make a baby face for years. He's operated essentially as Al Davis for the last decade. It's been fucking time to go. He's an accused rapist running from scandal, and we do not have to uphold him 
him as this warm, fuzzy figure to have complicated feelings over. I saw people getting upset and butt hurt because Tony Khan sent the tweet out, but those same people were quiet as a church mouse regarding the last two Wall Street Journal stories. Get fucking real. I don't know who needs to hear this, but Vince McMahon is not your father. Wrestlers twerking on the timeline. Vince McMahon is not your father. Unless your name is Shane or Stephanie, Vince McMahon is not your father. (laughs) Here's the deal. Uh, WWE might get better. They've done so much damage to their brand in the eyes of pro wrestling fans that another major company was able to emerge and serve its own audience to the point of getting numerous lucrative television deals. That probably came largely from WWE running their audience off. As hard as it is to believe, which is the way he intended it, there was a pro wrestling industry before Vince McMahon, and there will be one after him. My grandfather was born in 1928 and was a lifelong wrestling fan. He watched a world of wrestling before 1984. Embrace the change of excitement and newness of seeing history. We all thought Vince McMahon was going to die in the chair. Be happy you aren't mourning a death. Let the man live the rest of his days in shame. If it wasn't obvious, Vince McMahon is the not the only person that knew or knows how to do pro wrestling. Vince McMahon went down because he allegedly committed numerous sex crimes and the bill was finally so high that even McMahon's millions couldn't get him out of this. He's 77 years old trying to frame this as him stepping away because he's old. He had no intention to do this. Stephanie was leaving the company a month ago with WWE planning stories that she stunk at her job. The workaholic, the midnight weightlifter, the man obsessed with control on every level. Just gave it all up on a whim, huh? The Wall Street Journal wrote two stories and he hit the road faster than Ray Charles. This is not a coincidence. HBO Real Sports has a feature in the works set to drop a month from tomorrow. I repeat, this is not a coincidence. This is a house of cards that has finally fallen. Creatively, he's trash. And as a human, he's worse. Caping for him will never fly. WWE is going to get sold. Make peace with things. Pack this old piece of trash up, and I hope he gets sued. So you mentioned uh, one part. One part I take uh, issue with. You left out the homophobia. Ah, add that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, like, he's just... Wrestling media, uh, the owner of Fightful, Jimmy Van, uh, acting like a sucker on Twitter. What did he say? Uh, just like uh, just twerking for Vince. Um, <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, like y'all got to stop this. Like, um, like th- just all these thank yous to Vince McMahon and the crying and the outpouring and the dick riding is just immeasurable. And it's sickening. I get and the crazy part is I understand. I could somewhat understand it if this was his uh, death. Right, because then you're because then right because people people don't people don't really want to call people out for, for example, every single president we ever had being a war criminal when they dead when they die right they like even even Richard Nixon got you know got 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 his due right um as he passed uh, as far as his uh, his his trading stuff with China anyway uh is this China whatever whatever I forgot what he got but what do people always bring up with Nixon I forgot I'm, I'll go back and I'll bring it up next week during the show but um he only thing he lost was his job as a, as the head of creative he still has his stock right now he's still gonna make all the money right now he just he won't be in the building anymore they shut they 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 they, they, they can I don't know Turn that shit, turn Titan Tower to a museum. I don't know what the fuck. Whatever, a mausoleum, whatever you want to call it. Bury him, bury him <laughs> in Titan Tower, I don't know, uh, whenever he finally does go. But, like, that part is done. He's, he's, him being away from this thing is for the best for everybody. It's for the best for the wrestlers. It's for the best for t- the viewers. Like Amazing. Like, I had somebody, and you know who it is, Rich, uh, after the word is about Brock Lesnar saying that when Vince is leaving, so he's also leaving too. So he's not being involved in what's going on allegedly. 
uh, with SummerSlam. He, uh, I had someone ask, or like, so what's Roman doing at, at, at SummerSlam? And I was like, I don't know. He might not even be on the show now. And they were like, well, they wouldn't false advertise. I was like, we're talking about SummerSlam. What happened at SummerSlam this last fucking year? Like, this is, this is where we are with this company. Because of him at the top. Micromanaging everybody. Having them be on bullshit. Having people be on their, uh, uh, on, uh, walking on, on, uh, eggshells at all times. Like, do you ever listen to the, uh, Tony Storm podcast? Yes, I did. Damn it. She's one of how many people we've had these podcasts with over the years. It, it pretty Moxley, much started doing multiple from podcasts Moxley. over the years. Uh, from CM Moxley Punk 2014. Forward, course, yeah, uh, CM Punk as well. This dude is a, this dude is a terrible toxic person that has made this place an awful place to, for people to want to work for decades. And he's gone. I'm happy that he's gone. Yeah. Um I have I have some questions James. I guess we can uh roll through. So this comes from uh, Ryan Evans. He said, who do you guys think will be the head of creative now that Vince is retired? I'm intrigued how the product will be like and creative will be like booking without Vince. Well, right now, the immediate replacement is Bruce Prichard. Um, I don't I, that inspires zero confidence, but awesome. I would assume that's uh, not the long term answer awesome. here. That uh, awesome. I, th- I think we could go into a period of flux. I think there's a. um you know, like there's a lot of warring factions here uh, politically, like there's Nick Khan, there's Stephanie and, and Triple H, there's the uh, Heyman and, and Pritchard crony group. Like this could be like WCW where everyone kind of gets a chance to run it uh, at some point. I don't know who who the new Vince is right now. I mean, to be fair, there's no need to there's not necessarily a need for there to actually be a quote unquote Vince. They can go to a committee. It's fine. They could just basically write on the sh- on the program sheet or white in the back of the locker room. They just write on the whiteboard, you with this person for television eight months or sorry, uh, two months. You and this person six weeks. You and this person four weeks. Y'all figure it out. Y'all go. Y'all got the writing team. Y'all figure it out. Come back to me uh, with whoever else and, and pitch ideas. I'm waiting for Kevin Dunn to be shipped out and, and thrown, uh, you know, in the river. Um, you know, I guess, oh, he ain't it, I guess it's like there's, there is not, there, there is not a, from everything I've heard from multiple people for years now at this point, there was never a world where Kevin Dunn was lasting long in a world where Stephanie Man or Hunter had, had, uh, control, had some version of control and this wasn't there to save him. He will not be there. Rumors. Uh, uh, Del Dellen says talk is Kevin Dunn is finished after tonight's SmackDown. I, I I think you can underestimate Jeff Jarrett in this. Jeff Jarrett already has a um uh, an executive position in WWE right now. You can never count it out. And I I always came on this show for years and as a gag would say Jeff Jarrett is going to end up in charge of all this shit. And like it's closer than ever to happening right now. <laughs> I'm in disbelief. Um, yeah. Um, Rambo and Slam Pig. Uh, he said, one, if it's wrong to enjoy this, I don't want to be right. What are your thoughts on taking joy at the downfall of another person? Oh, if it's a terrible person there, someone has done something terrible. Why not? Yeah. Dance on a grave. Like, <laughs> Like, I, I get, like, the whole part of it, it is rude or it's unseemly or it seems um, out of pocket or whatever else. But, nah, man, people do terrible things. People are, are bad people. And, like, life's not fair. And, life, and like, people, in uh, life's not fair and people think that, uh, and people believe in karma to kind of, uh, in their belief, in their, like, uh, world of belief kind of feel like, all right, if I'm a good person, if I don't shit on people, bad things will happen to, to my enemies or on people that are, you know, my my uh, drains in life. And it will make me, it will give you peace of mind and like you can keep moving forward with your days on this spinning rock, right? That's, that's a lot of people's belief system, right? Whether spiritually or otherwise. That ain't, that ain't real. So when you get opportunity, when someone is shitty, uh, Ends up in the mud. Celebrate. Fuck them. We ball. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, he, he said, will Brock get treated like Sasha for his walkout tonight? If not, why? Is there some key difference that I may be missing? Maybe an obvious one. Well, one, uh, Brock Lesnar is out here acting like this man's his daddy, which is which is amazing. Um uh, also, uh, yes, there is a key difference you're missing. One, they don't oh, treat no, Brock he, he's like being, I think he's yeah. being, uh, being cute or facetious. Yeah. That's the word, yeah. Yeah, like it, it, Brock Lesnar and Sasha Banks will not receive the same treatment. Uh, the reasons are obvious. He said, do you think Especially this sudden... Especially from the fans. Yeah, yeah. This, this, reason, this sudden retirement is due to some even worse story coming down the pipe from the Wall Street Journal or somewhere else. 100%. That's what I'd uh, bet on. That's what I'd bet on. Like... Yeah. No, look, I'm sure um, there is some example uh, publicly that I can think of where a one of these people um, famous took advantage of, you know, their uh, their power and their and their wealth. Um, and that was only an isolated incident. And that one isolated incident is what got them, you know, um, put in the spotlight and put, put on the summer, summer jam screen. Uh, but the overwhelming uh, ma- uh, majority of these instances, it's, it's always more than one. And, it's, and, and, and normally when it's more than one, it's more than two. And it's a serial, of, and it, this person is a serial offender. So we're bound to find out something worse than this. Yeah, that, that HBO Real Sports documentary that's said to come out August 23rd, I believe I heard the date was, um, is going to be one to watch. And HBO doesn't come to fuck around. Um he said, do you think Jimmy Snuka was cover- covering for Vince rather than the other oh way around? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> I'm, not going, I'm not going that far, but that is a funny joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Question from Dan Coffin. Is Vince McMahon actually dead? His career is. Uh, no, nah, I think he's still with us. I think we'd find out. Like, like this isn't like we find out all of a sudden, like, you know, uh, some Japanese booker has been dead for like two months. Like, like yeah. after the fact. Like, no, I don't think it's. I don't think it's like that now. Um, question from uh, Brandon Candia. He said, "How long do you think creative and slash production changes, if any, will take to happen?" Uh, I mean, no later than when they start the season premiere of you know um, football season. No mm-hmm. later than that. And I would say it's early as SummerSlam. I, w- I was thinking like, you know, SummerSlam would be their night to quote unquote relaunch the WWE under Soft whatever. Soft yeah. relaunch. I almost made a joke. I'm a, you know, I, you know, some I think of a lot of, as many like, you know, spicy things as you do. I just don't send them. But I, I had <laughs> but I had a thought like what, if, you know, kind of similar to when they used to do with WCW. Why don't you do it? Why don't you just do a horror reboot and strip all the fucking belts? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Miss Russo could come in, you know, he could oh clean this shit God. up. You know, if, if they're looking to do a reboot, you know, nah. if they need them for one episode, Miss Russo not, could shake this shit right up. Look, look, Stephanie, look, Stephanie will not be bringing in Miss Russo. That is not happening. I can guarantee you that. Hell no. Triple H, Triple H, not Triple H, Stephanie, even all have a conversation comparing notes on their day, you know, in bed before they both clock out to go to sleep so they can get their asses up and, uh, and, and work up and work out at like five in the morning, right? They taking their ass to sleep at like, you know, eight, in the, eight, eight at night. And they talking about, yeah, babe, so I'm thinking of bringing in, who? <laughs> bringing in, who? No, 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 no. We got to talk about this. We got to. We're gonna lose some hours of sleep talking about this one. You thought about bringing in who? Not even did, did bring in who? You thought about bringing him? Why? For what? For who? What? Huh? So, so yeah. Uh, I don't think that was happening. I just don't think that was happening. He said, uh, or uh, we also have a question from at uh, Guided B uh, to the Moon. Uh, he said, "Do you guys really think he's done, or do you think he's gonna be texting Stephanie all day from home? That could easily happen." Yeah. That could easily happen. Um, I just don't think after a certain amount of time she will list everything that that he has to offer. And I think people will then because it's really hard for women in, in in business where like if they you know everybody so many dudes ha- inherit their the their company from you know from their parents, right? But when women do it, like the people looking around them like. You know, most people feel like that, per, you know, the, the the kid doesn't really have it. 
But when it's women, they really don't think they have it. So like, there's only so much. There's only so much of her like relying on even not even like his words, just being around him for so long and knowing what his instincts are for her to instinctively do some of the things that he he would do is going to make people look around and be like, oh, you just you just basically like cosplaying as your dad. So like she's gonna have to be she's gonna have to like find a way to make peace with people judging her and also like she's gonna have to find a way to make her own identity as company and like look and sharing her job because yeah. Khan's also yeah. a co CEO yeah 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 and uh you know I to be quite honest with you any any I feel like any grown adult is gonna do a better job than Vince I just do I just do it's been horrible. So something to look at is CMLL when um, the daughter got past the company right. from Paco, Paco Alonzo. Yes. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to be the same thing, but, you know, if you look at, you know, pro wrestling, things like normally repeat themselves. There's always an example to look uh, for elsewhere. Yeah, it is a very bad. It, it is a very bad history of, of women taking over prom- or inheriting promotions and like the talent being like looking around and be like, nah, this ain't for me. I'm getting the fuck out of here. It happened like. That happened with uh championship wrestling. That happened with uh that's happening with CML with all the triple A uh defections. Like every six months it seems like there's a new person from uh CMLO and Triple A. Uh it happened with, I mean, we just covered Noah last week. What how did you know? Like say, hey, uh so I was like, nah, man, I'm taking the roster, I'm saying I'm pushing new dudes, and like we'll take your TV slot too. We out of here. We'll call that yes. shit Noah. <laughs> Holla. Um so Sam has a question. Sam Weller, uh, he's at yes, Sam Weller. He said, "With done seemingly done, aka not at SmackDown as well, do we see a shift in the product's presentation, or they'll continue business as usual?" I think his staff will just do business as usual. He yeah. said, "Tiny follow up." He said, "Can we expect more coverage of WWE on the pod uh, as a result of this?" Love the show. Uh, probably, probably. Uh, I, I'm I'm willing to watch whenever whenever the, there is a quote unquote uh, unofficial slash Dave Meltzer slash Wade Keller slash Sean Ross slap slash uh you know the media blast kind of come out that like this is the soft reboot date and and this is where we're like revamping or whatever else under new regime creatively I'll give it I'll give it a look and like to be quite honest with you I'm you know what have I always said Rich I I am. We we, I, we review these pay-per-views because at any time they can unfuck themselves. Well, this is the best opportunity for them to unfuck themselves. <laughs> the person that was fucking up everything is now out of there. So I'll say this. Everything is earned. Nothing is given. Right, right. Now I'm saying like, so what they've got, what they have earned for me is the same thing that it, Ring of Honor has earned for me for Death for Dishonor. Honor, the same thing that Noah earned for Destination last week. The same thing that um, Impact uh, will will have earned um, in the next couple of weeks when they do their pay per view. You will get a watch. You will get one watch, and if it's good enough, I will say, "Oh, that's fine," or "That stunk," or "It ain't it ain't, it ain't moved me enough, and I need more." Stale Burger Bun said, "What's your favorite Vince McMahon moment?" What's the date? Seven twenty two, two thousand twenty two. So like July twenty two, two thousand twenty two, at around like four thirty p.m., Mister Man <laughs> said that he was getting the fuck up out of here. So yeah, I t- like, I like if you want a if you want a real one, I mean, I don't know, like whatever was my favorite WWE moment as far as um, I don't know. So maybe I don't know what is my favorite WWE moment. WrestleMania to Sean winning the belt at WrestleMania twelve, maybe that yeah, might be man. it. How long? Uh, think how fucking long ago that was. Nineteen ninety six, James. Right. Like um, it was funny because like today I sent you a text or I sent you a message and messenger was like, today is the twenty fifth anniversary of of Puff Daddy No Way Out. That came out ninety seven. Right. We saw on ninety six when I was a fucking kid. Ain't no no better. Uh, JML says, how long will it take for Nick Khan to sell WWE? Officially, man, I feel like you know Nick Khan is the snake in the grass. Like he'll, he, like he's got he, he he's on top now. You know Stephanie's there with him, but the one that's put this all together is him. He pulled, he negotiated those new TV deals. He negotiated yeah. the the Peacock deals. Like 
I would be thinking the board would be looking at like they just sent Stephanie out of the company a month ago. So it's like so, so I know I know Rich, you are you know, you are known as conspiracy man. Right. I I've I yes, I've dabbled. I <laughs> I have a conspiracy for you. Oh, One Nation Radio, let's so, go. So, Triple H loses his job, as I talked about earlier, after he got set up for the L, and when he was the only, he was clearly the only person that could succeed as a man at the time. Um, so then the next thing we know, um, after the heart thing, whatever, after NXT fails to topple uh, AEW. And um, he has his heart episode, and he's away. Stephanie, all of a sudden, a year later, where does she stepping down to take care of her family or whatever else? Which sounds like these two people were to such a plan. Either they got tired of waiting, or they were told that they weren't going to get it. And then as Stephanie is basically pushed out or she leaves on her own, like two weeks later or a week later, news drops that Vincent Mann has had sexual improprieties, a number of them with various uh, people. Now, why is that? <laughs> why, 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 why would that, why would such a thing happen? Um, so the next thing you know, Vince steps down from his role. Stephanie is put into Vince's role. Triple H, who had been working, like, I guess in the office, but, uh, not doing what he was doing, whether it was NXT or was Town Relations, uh, it was, you know, Vince's tag team partner, John Laronitis. He's gone. He's been installed back into his job. And as soon as in the same day where Vince or Triple H gets reinstalled back to his old job, minus the NXT spot, spot, uh, part, hours later, we find out that Vince is stepping down and we're basically back at the same succession plan we were at three years ago, two years ago. It's, now, if we were to go and all of these uh, victims, they have NDA, NDAs, and people sign NDAs so they can sue the pants off of people for, for snitching, whatever else. So, somebody will have to know where these bodies are buried. Now, a lot of people have said all along that they think it's Nick Khan, because Nick Khan got that dog in him because he's, you know, a, a, CAA, a, a CAA person. Now, if... It, but... One would also say that, like, uh, the next two people in line after Nick Khan, as far as most obvious suspects, would be Stephanie and Triple H, because they also know where these same bodies are buried. They're also privy to these same NDAs. They're also at these same meetings, these same stock uh, talk exchanges. I don't know about you, James. I don't believe that Stephanie McMahon has no had no idea about these improprieties. Right. So... And she had to have known uh, they were, when the investigation was happening, before the, the investigation went public. So, um, somebody had to have leaked all this information and, and put all this pressure in. And it's I, think it's I just find it interesting that this all started literally after, like, they were ousting Stephanie out the door. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so as far as like, you know, like the impact on, on pro wrestling now, like I think it, I'm trying to think about how it think, how it impacts more than just, you know, WWE. Like you got to think like, um, the, the talent recruitment strategy, like WWE is looking at independent wrestlers again, like well-known, like SummerSlam weekend, there's going to be uh trials for, for indie guys. I have a friend that's an independent wrestler that recently spoke with WWE and has kind of been in contact, um, that is, 
you know, trying to get recruited there. Um, I basically am, I'm looking across, you know, at AEW, you know, TK sent that tweet out and, uh, you know, saying he's, you know, the longest running uh, CEO and all that. I think TK has to also like look at his roster like now, because like maybe some of the people that maybe had no chance in WWE before, you got to take care of those people a little better now. Like maybe you're Sammy Guevara, maybe, maybe, maybe looking, maybe you're Darby, maybe looking one day. Like, and it's like a whole thing that's kind of opened up. Uh, if, if they're, if they don't keep the same prejudice that Vince has had, and this Which, was just something that, you know, in, in NXT, Triple H showed that he would look past that. I don't right. know if he would take those same values and instill him instill those values to the roster there Mm -hmm. uh, in WWE that has older guys on top that I don't know if they want to just push them out the door like that. That's going to be its own transition in itself, fighting with the fan base that they have that's been trained um, to see wrestling in the way Vince McMahon has seen it. And a drastic change for them could be bad for them. Mm -hmm. But um, looking at AEW, it's like, all right, like before you had the, you had the alternative, like you had that sewed up and I think they have to be uh, prepared for people to look for that opportunity elsewhere now that maybe they didn't think they had to look at before. Yeah. Also got to like look around like all these these people that are, you know, former backstage people that used to work with Triple H that are hanging around the building now. And, you know, it's just seeing, you know, are, are the trade secrets, you know, are the recipes like in danger of being stolen? So there's a lot um, that, that goes into this. Yes, there is. And um, I think, quite frankly, it is for the best of the wrestling business. Like the median pro wrestler is smaller than it was smaller than it was 20 years ago across like all genres of pro wrestling, like America and Japan, like Manami Toyota, while she was out here crashing and burning, fighting monsters was five, six, five, six would make her like one of the five biggest or tallest wrestlers in stardom. Mm-hmm. Right, like that is you know can, That's Utami's look, size. Utami's like five four. Oh wow, five five, something like that. Right, like that's you get my point, right? Um, I mean, have you Kenta Kabashi, Kensuke Sasaki, Okada is tall. Naito don't look like them too. Like that's that's always been a thing. So, um. I, that's one of the things I've always commended Triple H for is while he made himself, while he was always a bodybuilder guy, and then he all of a sudden from WrestleMania 15 to SummerSlam 2000, uh, I'm not 2000, but 1999 gained like 30 pounds of muscle. Like he is not, that he doesn't have that kind of prejudice for size because his best friend, probably because one of his best friend in pro wrestling is Shawn Michaels, who's always said the small guy while he was tearing down houses with matches. In main events. So, um, I, I think quite frankly, and this is also, I didn't mention this on the podcast last week or earlier this week, but like Swerve in our glory, tag team champs, AEW. Yep. Vincent man didn't know what to do with, uh, with a Swerve. Didn't know what to do with a Keith Lee. Triple H. Made one of them the the NXT champion and made the other one the the North American champion and gave him a super hot stable in promo time all like every other week. So, um, like, I just think that as far as the hiring practices and and all that kind of stuff, this is better for the average wrestler. Like, they're not about to come out here and say we're looking for guys, ex football players, under thirty. And the less wrestling they've ever seen, the better. You can get some good wrestlers out of that, but with seven rings and a hundred people, you're not. You're just not. If you want to present people on excursion or whatever else, that that'll that'll raise your your your, your possibilities. If you want to open up the house show thing, or whatever else, and get people uh, time to get better at wrestling or whatever else, and we and do able to weed out who won't last and stick around, sure, that might help. But, um. Realistically, we need to start looking at people that are going to get on base. Like, Kevin Owens is a person that WWE would never have hired him not for someone like Triple H being around. 
Sasha Banks becoming the star that she was, Bianca Belair becoming the star that she was, the women uh, doing what they did was because of NXT. Now, I'm not giving I'm not giving all the praise to um, Triple H with that, but because the women had to go out there and ball, they had to go out there and score forty or or forty five every uh, on those nights, right, to get their respect. Um, but the opportunity was afforded to them by Triple H. The opportunity was afforded to all these wrestlers at the start from Triple H, and some of those people were so good that even Vincent Mann, with his prejudices for talent, still could overlook, like a Sasha, like a Kevin Owens. So, yeah, like, for me, um, I think it's for the best, and, like, the average guy is going to be, or not the average, the average size guy that is a good talker, a good wrestler, blah, 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 star appeal, whatever else, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be looked on of, does this person get on base more than, oh, well, you know, we give this person X, Y, and Z, they may be half as good as this person that's right before us right now. So, yeah, like, I, I think that's, I think it's for the better. Vince McMahon inherited his territory from his father at a discount rate. Yep. Stole Hulk Hogan from the AWA, rode Hulkamania to unprecedented success. Anybody could have done that. <laughs> the, the, the only okay, the the uh, the respect I will give Vince is the idea that he recognized that this shit was going to cable. He used his advantages to further his advantages, ruthlessly. Right, like that is. Like when people talk about Nick Saban being how great of a coach he is in college football, the first thing he'll always say is, I'm not the best coach. I'm the best recruiter. So go on out there and say, Hey, you know, all you pro all you regional territories, send me your tapes. We'll put we'll put these guys on on our tape on our uh television. And the next thing you know, he's posted all the top guys and putting them all together. That was smart. All the, dirt, all the dirty business invented that was smart. by it. Or not, not it's ruthless. It's ruthless, but it was smart. By, I don't want to say invented by Vince because I'm sure somebody taught it to him. Um but yeah, like there's like there's a lot more like ruthless business like tactics, killing of the territories. Like when we talk about the spirit of pro wrestling and you know, all the territories everyone looks back on fondly, all them shits got swallowed by this this juggernaut who yep in the end, made wrestling less popular than it was by the end of his run. Yeah. Hey, Brewhaven, I see your, uh, your thing. You said, I don't know, last year show of Triple H NXT was kind of trash. Yeah, they were in a LA fitness with no fans. <laughs> like, you're, you're right, but I don't think any other promotion was more damaged by the pandemic than NXT having 400 Rockets fans every week to them having to have friends and family stand up at all times <laughs> spread apart uh it, around a cage dwelling it was poorly lit while they were going toe to toe every single wednesday getting their brains beat in by these uh uh are by a bigger just looking arena with bigger stars like yes you're right like but even while nxt's launched like from nxt for the first few months until probably pretty much like the, the part where it all started going down was probably like when keith lee left and then they had, because they were out here with, with Karrion Cross, and like that, we all knew that Karrion, or I thought that Karrion Cross thing was never going to work, and you thought the Karrion Cross thing wasn't ever going to work, and like the Karrion Cross thing did not work. And now, Man, like, he got, brought, had the he got brought it to the main roster, and then like he's out of WWE, he's one of the first cuts for in one of those waves of cuts. So, so yeah. Um, and now, like, he's working uh, Ric Flair's last match in the undercard. I can't wait for the observer. Dave's gonna have a full week to prepare, like the what? Why I would assume would be the longest observer ever. Um, at this point, I'm sure. So? Wasn't oh, yeah. um wasn't uh wasn't the Montreal school job like a two part deal? Yeah, it was. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. This is it's it's gonna it's a crazy day. Um, I would tell people to embrace the change. Uh, I will not like. Like I stopped watching WWE because of feeling insulted. Like they didn't listen. Right. Like they didn't know what they were doing. Like all the good wrestlers would go there to die and retire. And <clears throat> that 
that quite frankly, pretty that stinks. Um, I don't clamor for them to do better. Like I don't have this this attachment to them or anything. So like if they do better, great. Um, but it's like I'm looking at Vince and I'm just like, how did this go on for so long unchecked? And it's like absolute power corrupts. Um, <laughs> and at the end of the day. You know, we we know what this is like. This is not an old man making a decision, you know, that he's moving on because he wants to do something else in life. Vince McMahon wants to do nothing else. Uh, He's he tries other things all the time and fails at them like repeatedly. He wanted to he was at the end of the day, he was a a dirty, slimy pro wrestling promoter like he hated. And he was going to going to die in the chair until the block got too hot. Point blank. Like, and, um, I like people can have their memories of him. The, the suckers are going to chant, thank you, Vince and bow to him and, and act like he created pro wrestling. Like I believe, uh, the, the Jimmy van guy was saying, or, you know, a lot, a lot of those kind of narratives, Smoky like, always. I'm sorry, man, giant Bobble was around Antonio Inoki was around fucking, uh, Bill Watts was around Verganya was around like, the the von Erichs were where our first von Erich was was around uh and folks in la like uh i'm not sure like you know the, the name uh roy shire was around yep. like all these other people were around doing pro wrestling pro wrestling will always come back in a new form you mentioned paul bosch paul bosch in houston um mid-south bill watts like eddie graham in florida like mm-hmm. like you like i I guess this is just the world that they knew. This is just while you were here. You like look, watching the history of pro wrestling and all those uh, WWE documentaries. Like if that's how you learn your pro wrestling, like stop learning pro wrestling that way or else you're going to feel the way you feel now, which is like, a, like you were con. Like I'm looking at you like you were a con, like you were a sucker, like you have been uh, fed, uh, you know, you've been hoodwinked, you've been bamboozled, <laughs> let amok, run astray, you know, or run amok, let astray. Like you've been basically, uh, you know, Memphis, Jerry Jarrett's dad, MJPR says. So like all these people, like at some point you got to go. And this just happens to be Vince's got to go time. Yeah. Um, Time for him to go. And I don't see any reason why reason I need to like stifle my like enthusiasm and happiness that he's gone. Like I felt <laughs> like he's a re- like Rich, we're this year will be the 10-year anniversary of One Nation Radio. It will be. And I think it's sometime in September, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, over that time, when we started this, we were ta- we were watching just Raw, I think. And then we were also covering, you know, like sports, like NBA, NFL, a little bit of baseball, sprinkled here and there. And, like, if you... It's funny because Josh went back and listened to an old Josh Smith from Keeping the Strong Soul to one of our old podcasts, and I guess it was like the one where like I buried like everything outside of WWE. I was like, "That's a little league. I'm not, I'm not watching that shit. I only have like I only have X amount of time that I'm going to invest in pro wrestling at that point in time." Like little did I know that like I loved wrestling so much from being a kid and missing the whole you know decade after Triple H won WrestleMania uh, two thousand that like getting back into it and catching up and learning new things like. It is like replaced so many of the other joys I had in life, where there was baseball, big the biggest example. I don't watch baseball at all, <laughs> right? Like the Yankees are on pace to win over 110 games, and I'm just like, I can't invest right now because like don't break my heart. I'll, I'll be, I'll watch it. I'm just gonna watch it as like if they win, cool. If they don't, they had a great year, whatever else. I'm not gonna invest myself in that in that kind of way where I'm living and dying six days a week. On you know stupid shit like why the fuck can't AJ Burnett get his shit together? I'm not I'm not doing that no more, right? I'm just not. I'm, like I'm just not. So, uh, I, so much of my time has been invested in from that point. From I would not watch Bring On. I would not watch Impact. It is at a point where you even watch Impact. You're watching Aces and Eights and all that shit. And I was like, no, not doing it. Um, and then even NXT like. Like for the first couple years um, after the network, I was like, eh, I watched I watched takeovers, like that's cool, uh, but I'm not really super invested in it. But like WWE's main roster was so bad at, at Vince's helm that like it drove me to find 
wrestling that was fucking competent around the world. Like, it led me to, it. like, 2015 is kind of like the, the changing of the guard for all that shit. Like, there, there already was, you know, takeovers and arrivals on the network, but it's like Wrestle Kingdom. And then from there is like NXT Brooklyn. And then from there is like Kenny Omega. And then from there is like Johnny Gargano. And then from there it's like the May Young stuff like the May Young Classic. And then like me, by that point in time, we're going to shine um in Tampa, because it's, you know, 20, 25 minutes away, 30 minutes away. Um and then from there it turns into like I'm watching New Japan heavier all the time and like I don't have a subscription, but like I'm going to Daily Motion and I'm out here like watching the fuck like I'm watching a pirated stream in like in like four fifty uh resolution or whatever else is in that's a Japanese copy because you know they just put up whatever they can find. <laughs> and then it turns into like it watch NXT religiously, and then it turns into I like you know Kyrie and EO. Let me see what's on uh, this Joshi thing or whatever else, and now that leads us kind of to where we are now. If WWE, I mean WWE, I'm a pro wrestling fan brought in by through WCW and WWF slash E. If this shit was just competent, I never take my 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 eyes, my viewership, and my money into any other places. I would have been satisfied. That happened over the span of what half a decade, R- roughly. Like seven years. Yeah. So, what? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, like they have just been the shits because of this one fucking guy clogging up the toilet. And I'm glad he's gone. Let that shit go down the tubes. Let that bitch breathe. What? what? That's a terrible. <laughs> that's a terrible metaphor that I made or analogy that I made. But whatever. Like we here now. We here now. Hey man, this bottle, there's only this much left in this bottle. <laughs> you see me sweating? <laughs> oh my god. MJ does PR says the Jays are beating the Red Sox 22 to 3 in the fifth inning right now. Good God, please, please don't assault me like this. Boy, boy. Um, yeah, but uh, Vince McMahon, man, ding dong, the wish is dead. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, he's, he's gone. We, we move on. Um, you know, it is what it is. I I don't know if you got anything else uh, on this, James. If if you guys got anything uh, in the comments, um, you know, feel free to let it off and uh, get another bottle. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Sh- no, we're not doing that. No. No, nah, but I, I mean, any other questions y'all want to ask or whatever else, anything y'all want to bring up, uh, we can we can t- get to it uh, while we're here. But, you know, we're about a half hour away from Rampage tonight. So, yep. you know, that kind of kind of wrap this up before we end up getting to 10 o'clock. Yep. So um, just uh, just just the butthurt, the um, this is uh, amazingness. Um you know, they were talking about SummerSlam uh, and Brock Lesnar. You know, we talked about Brock walking out. Talk about that or no? Um, Brock um, basically, you know, was almost on some. If he's gone, I'm gone. Uh, according to like Alvarez, and well, you know, they're talking about reaching out to Goldberg to replace Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, which is just like, it's just just hilarious that Goldberg is always the answer at this point. I wonder how far like would it be so they call the undertaker like does like goldberg have to call bang be like yeah man i have a pulled whatever and <laughs> mind you SummerSlam is on the 31st of yeah it's July. next it's next saturday you not know. this saturday so it's eight days away basically amazing so um yeah D- Dylan says brock lesnar makes his case for being a member of the vkm shaboing boing factory <laughs> the what what is that? Like, I know, I okay. I know when you talk about Cody, there's some shaboing boing click. Uh, like the Nightmare family. Okay, so like, there's a there's so this is like it's like it just makes me ain't gonna joke about uh, Cody. Okay, okay, fair enough. All right. Um, Purple Drain said, "Is this the funniest day in Vince history since he blew out both of his quads at the Royal Rumble?" That that one's up there. Um, 
It, like, I think he probably laughs his ass off at how bad, like, the stern he took at WrestleMania this year was. Um, so, yeah, like, there's no way you tear both quads and you laughing about that. Nah, that shit had to hurt. That shit had to hurt. I, I, so, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Like, I, I never would have seen Vince going out in shame. Like, you know, that's not, like, like this is a shameless individual. And oh. he's he's been shamed out to pain. I know, I know what I wanted to mention. So, when he was going out after the first story came out from uh, Wall Street Journal, and he, you know, he showed up on SmackDown, he showed up on Raw, he did multiple appearances, whatever else. And then, like, all of a sudden, you heard, like, Vince, or you heard that Triple H had, you know, he told, like, NXT roster, like, he's back. No one knew the capacity, but he was back. It was like, and I remember saying to you, Finishel and Chad and Sam, like, He's hedging his bets that, um, that he might get his ass thrown out of here. That's why he brought Triple H back. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, like that's like what three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and now his ass out of here. Like that, he went out there. Yes, to you know because he's sleazy and wanted to get you know a ratings boost on people with uh, you know the uh, morbid he was walking curiosity. in the back. He was right. walking in the back saying, fuck him, and like being right. defiant, essentially waving his dick around. Right. And there were, so like, but it was two parts. It wasn't just to get the morbid curiosity ratings boost. It was also like, he knew. The thank you. The he, then now forever stuff. He, like, he knew. He, he came out there and was like, these people are going to love him no matter what. It's Trumpian. Like, and they love him no matter what. They're still chanting, thank you, Vince. They're bowing to him. Uh, the wrestlers, like, it's, 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 it's his own bizarre reality that he's set up that he's, he's basically, you know, he walked through there and was like, he probably knew himself weeks Rich. ago that he was going to lay it down. Rich, this bitch empty. <laughs> Hey, hey! <laughs> this bitch, even on this bitch, long enough, I finished this bitch. All right, so um, yeah, like that was his last goodbye. Whether he, whether he, con- whether he uh consciously knew it or subconsciously knew it, this was his like. Even with the you know the the scummy way of getting an extra ratings boost by doing that, this was a way of saying goodbye to people. This is a way of getting out there, and if there's ever some documentary on his legacy, whatever else. As it's just going on, people will show video and either be like, damn. People that shit was like for them. the video package, huh? Or people will look back and be like, oh my God, these fans are fucking disgusting. This shit came out and days later fucking bowing to him like like he's God himself. So, I mean, it's a bit of both. But yeah, like that. that's, so yeah, like he knew, he knew, us, he knew the time was calling the for bill him. bill was due. Yeah. So. Unbelievable. Um. I mean, I don't really have much else. I think we basically did 55 minutes on this man being out of here. I've I've drank a whole 150 liter or, or one uh, one and a half liter of this uh, um, sparkling wine. It was nice. delicious. Uh, I think I think this is time to get up out of here. Is anything, anything else before we get out of here? Um, do y'all have any last questions? Otherwise, they're gonna have to we, we pack this shit up until up. until Monday. Anything else? No, we're going once, going twice. Uh, make sure you guys check out the um, like the rest of the shows. Uh, I'm sure everybody else is gonna have their own uh, things to say. We, uh, I figured, we might as well get on it. I was messaging James at five o'clock emergency <laughs> show tonight. I was I was ready to to do it at five p.m. today. I was ready to let it off. Oh man! But um, yeah, good times, good times. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, it's time to wrap this one up. Like uh, on Monday we'll come back with y'all. Whatever you know, fallout news we get. Obviously, it'll come from this. Uh, Stardom's two pay per views. Um, we'll give you all dynamite and rampage from, um, from, uh, this week. Uh, so look forward to it. Any other questions y'all have add us to, you know, nation radio or me and rich or going to discord and ask questions. We'll collect it all. And, you know, we'll, we'll come right back to this. Like, you know, there's, there's I'm sure there's a lot, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff, you know, we don't got to stop smoking this pack. 
yeah, yeah. The, the packs is endless, you know, yeah, like you know, we, on you know, Vince. Made the, you know, made the best, make the most of all that was given to us, you know, in this, in this, uh, in this sacrifice. So, yeah. Um, so that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thank you to the stream. Uh, if you're listening from the stream, go to our PayPal, go to our, um, cash app, hit us with donations. Classic audio. Yes. If you are listening, um, to the podcast from this, go to our rare circle. The link is in the description and go drop us off a donation there and be sure to listen to the other shows on the network. On um, besides One Nation Radio, you have Keeping It Strong Style, The Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grumman Watch This Shit, The Grave Consequences Podcast, Eight Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great Dash Generator, Get in the Ring, Meet the Press Slam, and AEW Match Guide. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.